You are about to embark on an auditory journey, brought to you by three horror fans who are foul-mouthed, immature, and quite frankly don't care if you've watched the following film, documentary, or television series that is about to be discussed. If you are offended by some salty language and plot spoiling, please press pause right now so we can talk endless amounts of shit about you. Just kidding. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the ride, bitches. She's putting work into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look back at it. Look up at me while you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the noise of the robot? <laughs> Gives you like a what? Like a essence, like a like a we're doing shit. Cause we're I'm just fucking bullshit. We're doing a fucking podcast. podcast. Exactly, it's a fucking a podcast. <laughs> That's what this is. People listen to this to fucking just listen to us bullshit. Ryan's frozen up like a bitch. I am not frozen up in the slightest. What episode? You we fat today? fuck. <laughs> Masturbation. <laughs> Masturbation. Hello, boys and ghouls. This is your friend, Mr. J, here, welcoming you to that strange show. Remember, what doesn't kill you only makes you stranger. (laughs) Yeah, so this week, in lieu of a normal episode, uh, we're putting up a bonus episode. We did the uh, Scarecon Nightmare on Elm Street panel uh, alongside Eric Webster from Dark Discussions and Afghan City Podcast. Um, so, yeah. Enjoy. Faces out there. <laughs> Should we just start? And Amanda so might be a, might, she might be minutes. I mean, right. might as well go. We can get rolling. I've got to okay. leave at three. Yes, you do have a time commitment. Um, <laughs> okay, folks. Thanks for being patient. Um, these wonderful ladies have people upstairs that will want to talk to them too. So, it's so. Last time I checked, it's actually impossible to be in two places at the same time. Oh, You're doing the best you can. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, my body doubles on set. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, sorry, I thought somebody was coming in. I just wanted to start. Okay. Thank you. Please give our guests a warm welcome. You saw him come in, but let's do it officially. So, um, I'm going to get out of the way here real soon, because um, your job is to ask questions to keep us busy up here. Um, I just wanted to, wanted to know if you had anything to, to start with, anything you want to impart to your crowd here. Well, it's always fun to come to you know, <coughs> horror cons all over the world, so here mm-hmm. we are in Massachusetts. Yep. And um, 
Have you been here to Massachusetts before? Um, only a couple times, but I did have to do some errands on my before <laughs> the show yesterday, so I had to take a, so I took Lyft, and um, oh. so, but it was great because I got to see part of the that beautiful lake. What's that lake called? Because my the Lyft driver didn't know the name of the lake. Oh, it's. Uh, the one that's really close by? Yeah. Anyone? It's called like Similarly? Scary Lake or something. I mean, <laughs> really? Like, anyone know? Or anyway. I just saw that on the map. It's yeah. beautiful. And the architecture here is so gorgeous. It's so it's, different. I know. Than Los so Angeles. different. Yeah. And I drove in from um, Salisbury, Connecticut yesterday. So I got to see the um, 83 freeway, <laughs> then to the 90, and then into the Sheraton. It was beautiful drive. Mm-hmm. And all those colonial mansions and so houses, so awesome. pretty. Come on, girl, Come on sit down. We're waiting. Yes, We're please waiting. Join us. Please join us. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm late. What did I miss? Not, uh, <laughs> not too much. We're just kind of warming up the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But yeah, we have a great time. We always have yeah, a great time, and always thank you for your support. It's just so fun yeah, to meet I you mean, and your stories growing up, and how the movies affected you, and helped you, and this and that. And thank you. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really great. So with that, uh, anybody have questions? We got a packed crowd. Somebody's got to have a question. Anyone have any questions from the audience that they want to ask? Hi. Um, This question is for Heather. Yeah. I was always curious, um, since you were in three nightmare films, um, what did you have, which set did you have the best experience on? Mm, Well, I mean, nightmare one was such a good experience because <laughs> I got to meet Amanda Wiss and we became really good friends and uh, of course when something's that new and you don't know what to expect it's really exciting every day I worked a lot on that you know I think it was a five-week shoot so every day was always something different every day when I came to work so that was really exciting but then to be reunited on Nightmare um, Wes Craven's new Nightmare to see all those people again um, it was just really like an old home week, and you got to just catch up. And being with Wes Craven was so incredible, and the, the budget was bigger, everything was bigger, and a little bit more luxurious. So for that reason, I liked Wes Craven's new nightmare, probably second <laughs> best. Yeah. Anybody else have anything that they want to ask? Right no. Well, I can I, oh, I can do? chime okay, in. Okay, no, we have one right here. We have <laughs> All right, Sorry. fantastic. Uh, for each one of you, what was the worst part of filming these each movies? The worst part, I may have told you this story earlier today. So, uh, Rennie Harlan, who directed it, um, he's from Finland and he, he's into blondes. So, he hired me, and I was a virgin blonde. And then Brooke Thies, who played Debbie, the cockroach scene, she was platinum blonde. And then, of course, Tuesday Night, who reprised the role of Kristen. She was blonde. Now, you can't have all those blondes in a, in a movie. <laughs> so, um, of course, so, of course, Tuesday, she had to stay blonde because she needed to look like Patricia Arquette, who's blonde, you know. And then with uh, Brooke Thies, they put a big old wig on her. Okay, so that's a big old happy 80s wig. <laughs> and then with me, they said, would you dye your hair? And I'm like, I can't dye my hair, but I'll put a rinse on it. If Will you put a rinse on it? And so that's what we ended up doing, a rinse. Well, here's the thing. Every day, I'm sitting in that chair and having a rinse, put on my hair. And it's very wet. So they would have two blow dryers going at the same time to dry my hair. Oh, and then the directors called a 
a, a rehearsal. And I've got like dye and a bib on. And I mean, I look like a drowned mouse, you know. I'm like, really, you're gonna make me go out there and I look so awful. So anyway, after the many, many weeks of filming, because every night I'd go home and wash my hair and then they would have to, for continuity, you know, put the rinse on, put the rinse on. Anyway, it stained my hair permanently. It's like, because, you know, you have to think of, like, throwing red paint on a white wall, right? Over, and so it stained it. But that's okay. I wouldn't change that. So that is the worst thing that happened to me. <laughs> oh, and getting mugged one time when I was getting home from filming one that's night. That's no good. Yeah. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> okay. Well, one, um, I have two things, and they're very different kinds of things. But one on Nightmare One, I stepped on a nail that was Ow. like while we were a, a scene where I'm running down the alleyway, and um, I don't know why I was barefoot. Frankly, I just really have no idea. But they wanted because I'm in pajamas, obviously, and there was a big debate all the time: like, should I be wearing slippers? Should I not be wearing slippers? But in this scene, I was barefoot, and someone hadn't swept up, so I slept on the nail, and we were in such a rush that the producer was like, do you really have to go to the hospital? Do you really need, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, the, you know, thank God I'd had a tetanus shot, because I wasn't worried about getting tetanus, but um, I needed to get a stitch, and uh, so they had to take me to the hospital, and it's Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital. It's, it's really a really bad hospital, I hate to say it. Okay, I shouldn't say that. It's not a bad hospital, but it's just one of these hospitals that so many people in the waiting room so many people, inner city Hollywood, you can imagine, like on a Friday night. And um, I just remember, I just remembered thinking, I'm just wasting so much of their money Aww. while I'm here getting this done. But it wasn't my fault. <clears throat> but then I said, the, the, trivially, the worst day is, I, the day, okay, I had just bought this really nice bra. <laughs> 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 and I don't know why I would wore it to work. I don't know why. <laughs> and so the day that Nancy gets killed and Freddy Krueger like stabs me with his claws, my brand new bra that was so nice got completely stained with blood. Uh, so it's very similar <laughs> to your hair. And I was so mad about it, but it's nothing like your hair getting dyed forever. I mean, I I was really mad about it though. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so it's like yeah. blood everywhere, like you just. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh dang it, yeah. that blood does not come out. Mm. Mm. Really yeah. You could you could dye it black. And they didn't yeah. buy me a new one. That's what. Really ah. Because they were so cheap. Yeah, they were just on such a low budget. Well, maybe you should put in your receipt now, and you would receive a lot of interest back on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call Bob Shea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's so funny because I, I ruined a bra on that movie too. Oh, you did? Yeah, all the blood. <laughs> yeah, the blood, you're not even thinking I about know. it. I yeah. know. Now they provide you, like, Wardrobe right. will do that, but it was low budget. Yeah, yeah so, low budget. So <laughs> we all lost bras on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, what my, like, the weirdest thing was also the alley. Like, was, yeah. was yours the alley in Venice too? No, or? mine was like an indoor alley that we recreated that oh. outdoor alley. Okay. Yeah, yeah cuz we were they were sweeping up the alley for me to cuz I was barefoot too. Why were we barefoot? It's so bad. Outside I doing know. that. But um maybe Bob Shea had no a foot animals fetish. animals are hurt in the making of this movie. <laughs> yeah, but they're the, not talking about the actors. Animals. Yeah, we were like totally <laughs> that was crazy. Cuz we were but hurt all the time. There was like hypodermic <laughs> needles on the ground in the alley and I was like I'm going to end up so sick. Oh my <laughs> god. Alley, oh my so god. Yeah, yeah, they should say actors were harmed in the making of this <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> Asterix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, I actually have a question. I want to know what was the most difficult stunt for you to take part in on the movie? 
any of them that you can think of, or if there were mm. any that were difficult, and if you don't have one, maybe um, a favorite effect. Oh, there's so many fun stunts. Yeah. I mean, I always like the stunts, but they actually harnessed me up to do a fall from the roof that's not in the movie, and mm. um, it was going to be a scene where, I think it's the night that Glenn comes um, up the rose trellis, and I think there's part of my dream where I jump off the roof to tackle Freddy instead of... Or maybe it's the scene where I'm, you know, my watch is telling me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, somewhere in some <laughs> dream, I'm supposed to jump off the roof. And so they had me in this harness, and I think I look so goofy that they knew they, <laughs> it's really hard to look cool right. in a harness. So I think they gave that idea up. But it wasn't hard. It just, it wasn't hard. It was just, Different. it's hard to be coordinated and know what you're doing if you're not well right. versed in that kind of thing. I, there was um, a scene, also did not make the movie, but I'm in my little white nightgown, and um, in some dream I'm having, I'm all of a sudden covered in blood. So, or I open the refrigerator and blood pours out. Anyway, again, it didn't make the scene, but what they do is it's this big tank, you know, with a hose thing on it that's filled with fake blood, okay? <laughs> and so, and, and so I'm standing there, and they start spraying you, right? For, and I'm like, oh. But it was so weird because you look and it's so real looking on white. It uh, it freaked me out. Yeah. If that is one, because I've never had any nightmares doing the film, but that one scene freaked me out. Seeing blood okay, on yourself like Lisa's that, triggering my memory. Mm. The other thing that was really tough was when um, Nico Hughes vomits all over me in the hospital. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so I don't know why Wes had this great idea that he wanted to have all these flies in the scene. So oh. they, um, they, they shoot like pure mushroom and oatmeal soup or something at me. Oh. Full blast with like a hose and it's like <laughs> and then Wes is like release the flies! All <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, these flies and they were just disgusting but you can't even see them in the film because the flies are so small. Yeah. And I'm just like covered with flies. That's gross. Aww. That's really That's gross. Yeah. It was okay. awful. No, it okay. was awful and it smelled awful. Ew. It felt awful. Everything about it. I, I would say it. then we have to add that actors were traumatized during <laughs> yes. the making of this film. <laughs> Asterisk. <laughs> Manny, you've had some bad stuff. <laughs> Your hers is the worst of all. Yeah. Well, I think, like, th- just, like, the... I mean, I don't know that it's really a stunt, but my death scene yeah. with the rotating room and just, you know... Um, yeah, that's a stunt. Okay. I think that qualifies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I got vertigo, and I, I... Well, maybe it didn't actually get vertigo, but I got completely disoriented, and so I thought I was falling, even though I was on the floor, because the, the room, you know, went around, and I was always on the floor. Everything was taped down, and... But after it went around... Well, and also, we had to do it. We rehearsed it a lot because once the blood was introduced, we couldn't go back. And so, like, we just did it, like, inch by inch. And it just went on so long. And then I thought I was falling. I thought the bed was falling on me. I started screaming for Wes to stop the room. <laughs> but so he poked his head in and was like, no, you're fine. You're on the floor. Yeah. And um, but, then, but then he went, oh, my gosh, this room is really disorienting because it was upside down when he poked in. He's like, all right, we need to. Give me a break. Give her a break. Yeah, they need to get this thing over with. But um, so, but it ended up that we knew it was going to look really cool, though. But yeah, I was like traumatized by that. I still think I have an inner rear thing from that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You were never upside down, man. I was never upside down, <laughs> but I still believe I was. <laughs> I, I know in my head. Explain to her you were always right I side know. up. But it just never felt that way. Aww. 
It was just awful and sad. Wow. Does anybody else have anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the three. Do you have any um, favorite scenes from any of the movies that you've uh, done? From like, the what is favorite mean? movies? Like, like it was the most fun to shoot, or like uh, the way it turned out. We like the way it looks. Prefer. If you prefer, yeah, that that could work too. Which part? Wait, wait, wait. T- say your question again. Uh, what would be your favorite scenes that you've done in the uh, Nightmare Films? Oh, I see. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love this scene in Nightmare 4 when I'm daydreaming, as Alice did, mm-hmm. and, uh, and my dad has come in late from work, and we know he was out drinking, and you know I say, well, we waited for you, and I give him a bowl of salad, and then he says to me, what do you think I am, a rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> and then in my daydream, I throw that bowl in his fucking face <laughs> on the table, right? That's I l- scene. I love that moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my so favorite many. scenes are the ones that we all did together. I just thought those were fun. those were really cute scenes. Yeah, they were just fun to do. Or fun when to I when act. I look on film, I mean, I really feel. Of course, the bathtub <clears throat> scene is probably my favorite scene. But the it's scene with my mom, I like scenes where I'm with somebody and we're having like a really normal kind of relationship that Freddie is not part of. Like, yeah. like those are actually, those are my favorite scenes. So I love the scene in Nightmare, New Nightmare where I'm with my husband and he's going out of town and we're just like being really normal and everything is just like a normal day. I love that because yeah. so rarely that I get to be in just kind of a normal everyday scene. You were so good in New Nightmare, and those scenes are so beautiful. Oh, like thank I love you. that movie. That's like when it, that's. I just think that you guys were. Oh, so, you're, you're so good in that. It, I, everybody was at their I best. Love that. I just think I like it's so beautiful. Oh, you're so nice to say you're, that. She's. You're just. You were so good. So many good scenes in that. Yeah, I really so love many. that movie too. What's your favorite scene, Mandy? Well, oh, I think, yeah. I think yeah. like, the ones, I mean, the scenes I had the most fun doing were the ones where we were all oh, together. Oh, like in the, like at your, at, at the party, or like in the car, or when we're walking into school. They were just, yeah. they were just, like, fun, because the rest of the movie, I was dying. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I died for 20 minutes, unless <laughs> I was hanging with Nancy. But you know so, that the movie's going to be so great because of Amanda's very first line. Does anyone remember Mandy's first line? Except not in the dream, but... When we're walking to high school, there's Trivia. four letters in my name, Rod. How can you fit? How could there be room on your joint for, for four, four letters? letters. Uh, I forgot that so was my first so, line. So the first line of the movie, outside of the dream, is um, he, he goes, "Hey, uh, something." It's like up your nose with a lawnmower. <laughs> no, yeah, up your up, up your, your nose. With Thank a twirling you, oh. That whole scene that set the tone because it was really funny and really yeah. sweet, and all the teenagers in the scene were just. And then don't really we cool. in that like I turn to you and I'm like, wait, what? Did you have <laughs> the same dream? Did you yeah, have the same dream I did. Yeah. So, so yeah, it sets up everything for the yeah, movie. Yeah, that it's first such scene. A great scene. Yeah, Wes, great writing. That first thing, all the East, uh, everything is there for the picking for you to right. see what's going to happen. All right. <laughs> Got another question. 
the the questions for all of you there. Do any of did any of you ever take anything from the sets or or anything like a prop or a memento from the, from the movies that you worked on? I stole everyone's wallet. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. No, because we were, I was young and I didn't know to even ask that, can I have this? Can I take, Nothing can I have this? There's no such thing as like collectibles back then. Yeah, it was exactly, yeah. no collectible. And so it just didn't even occur, you know, and steal. Heavens no, I didn't want to lose my job. I we're, we're from <laughs> yeah. the part, yeah. But yeah. I, no. Um, I, did I, give you any part of your wardrobe, though? I did get, at the end, they gave me some wardrobe, and I'm like, oh, really? Thank you. Um, I think I had to buy it. No. And they gave me a, the dress from Nightmare 5. I got the dress from Nightmare 5. Probably. Yeah, I wish. They wish. were so cheap. <laughs> no, but I did um, take home my um, pajamas, and I did, on Nightmare 7, I took home some pieces of the wardrobe. I mean, they have to get... They usually offer to sell you the wardrobe on a lot of shows. And I'm yeah. just like, well, I guess I could buy that. But you know they that's really cheap when they try to sell it to you. So <laughs> I am um, Yeah. I usually yeah. refuse their yeah. offer. Right. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't want that. But I mean I've even done commercials where they'll, they'll give me the wardrobe. It's yeah. like they don't even think about it. They're like, Oh no, take that home with you. I'm yeah. like, okay, you know, but yeah. Films is something hmm, yeah. yeah, no. I don't know. Like in Star Trek, they had a cu- I had a custom costume made, you know, to fit me and everything. And of course, they're not going to let me keep that because I think it sold for like nine thousand dollars when they really? when Paramount sold sold all of the wardrobe that they had oh. saved. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, okay, then the breaks. Afternoon, ladies. Hello. You've all mentioned the fact that you enjoyed working together. So I got to ask Heather and I got to ask Amanda how I was working with Johnny Depp in his first horror film or first film. It was great. I mean, he was a, a super charming, really sweet person and uh, took his job incredibly seriously. I mean, if everyone applied themselves to their first job the way Johnny applied himself to his yeah. first job, it was so refreshing because there were a lot of guys in Hollywood at the time who. Were, um, you know, it's kind of the beginning of the Brat Pack and like a lot of kids of um, kids of Hollywood, like second generation, third generation kids who were kind of getting their work so easily, like just nepotism and, oh, here's my son, he wants a job, and then they would get it. But, you know, Johnny didn't have any of that, and it was really clear he knew that, um, it, you know, he had to take it seriously. And so that was great, because if it had been the other way, I would have yeah. been... Yeah. It wouldn't have been fun. It just wouldn't have been fun. And he worked hard on his part, really, really hard. He did. He was very sweet. I wish I could have had more kisses with him, though. <laughs> <laughs> we did it literally, like, of all the things you got one take for, that's the one thing I... Oh, why only one take? And I, and I really hate that. I don't like that scene very much at all because, um, because it was one take. You know, we didn't have any... Like practice, <laughs> which would have made the kiss way better, you know. Like the first time you kiss anybody, it's not great, and so. Well, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I always feel like, the, you know, practice makes perfect. That's true. That. That's true. Yeah. So You're that right. was my regret. <laughs> I should have asked for another one, but I didn't have enough confidence. <laughs> And Wes uh, was so embarrassed. Like Wes is such a 
prudish, kind of modest person that he couldn't bear it. Like, he was like, okay, next, you know, let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, you know what, that, because when I had to do the love scene with um, oh my God, so it well, I, first of all, just as a human, I was totally embarrassed. Like, it's just so awkward, and you're like, hi, nice to meet you. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah. he was great. But it's that, that so went on, and I remember, like, Wes was like, yep, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then when that I had to go back so and... When I had to go back and do ADR, he was in there and he's like, you know, I had to, I had to make like, you know, love making sounds. And I was like, well, what did Wes say when he's oh like, my God. Randy, can you do this? Yeah, well, he was trying to like not have to say it. So he was like, you know, I just want you to, you know, I need some sounds, some that are, you know, more. And, you know, and I was like a little girl, basically. And so I, I, he was like, I'm just looking at him like, what? And he's like, you know, that are more intimate. And I'm like, quieter? You know, and so he finally just said, you know, I need the, you know, sounds, the volume, that, the volume of love making sounds, and I was like, what? So, like, so like we're in the ADR, and it's like all these old men staring oh, at me, and I'm, I'm like, oh, no. like this ball, and I'm in front of the microphone, and I'm like, oh. and he's like more, I'm like, oh. it was awful, and then he had these same jungle man. Jane or something, and I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't even know what's happening in my life. Well, that's so dated because who's watched a Tarzan movie ever? I, know. I mean, <laughs> that's so Wes, like, that to him was probably like yeah. really. Oh my God, I'm blushing just even remembering doing that. I just remember there was like four old men staring at me, and I'm like, Everything about this is wrong. <laughs> but, I mean, it's Funny. a really good example of how, I mean, people, you know, talk about how women in Hollywood have had all this difficulty. And this is, like, a perfect example. It's just mm. so awkward. And there were never any women around to help, like, <clears throat> be foils between you and all these old men mm. who, you know, were telling, like, 18-year-old girls to do this stuff that was incredibly awkward and I just intimidating I can see why there's like so much you know people want it to be reformed I can totally understand why <laughs> it's so uncomfortable and I you know I feel sorry for young actresses who mm. have to live through it it is not fun mm -hmm. not fun mm -hmm. well it's kind of like okay let's think of the TSA if you go through the the thing and it beeps a female is the only one who can touch you right, right? so right. that needs to Go into the sets right. on stage. Right. Hi. 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 Um, were you guys ever really scared, like filming the movies in any scenes? Were you really scared of Freddie or scared genuinely? I was. I got really yeah. scared when we filmed at the Lincoln Heights Jail. Wasn't it Lincoln Heights Jail? That was really that creepy. That was creepy. Mm. We shot in their yeah. actual mm. boiler room and some bad, bad energy down there. Such Remember, bad like, energy. Some of the crew would like people wouldn't go by themselves. Remember that? Like. Were you? You were there, weren't you? I mean, I d I shot some mm. scenes there, but not the day you did. Probably. Oh, like people were like the crew would be like, hey, I'm gonna go get a, you know. Will you come? Yeah, with you? You I need your help there, Bob. It's like, <laughs> 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 they would go off because it was so creepy. No, it was. I just remember standing there waiting for Robert to come up behind me, and I was like this, and Wes is like, uh, "You're totally anticipating." I'm like, "I know, <laughs> I'm frightened." <laughs> 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 so I'm like trying to put my shoulders <sighs> down. I was like, "Oh, this is so scary down here." That was really. <laughs> A, some bad stuff happened in that. Yeah, it was crazy. Any mm. prison, probably. That yeah, probably. That I was the only prison I've been in yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
The only time I was scared was in Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. There's, um, well, what really scared me is that shirt I was wearing for half the movie, <laughs> the blue and white X and O's. I don't get it. And with shoulder pads. Oh, I don't yeah. know what the hell I was wearing that thing for. Where is it? There needs to be a fan film about our shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and, our stone, and our stonewashed jeans, baby. <laughs> I wore uh, pantyhose with my shorts in Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> oh, pantyhose. Oh, I God. wore pantyhose yeah. with my shorts. So, with my gym shorts. <laughs> so they decided I was wearing a jean jacket over that shirt, and they wanted to get the jean jacket off somehow, so they came up with this idea let's throw tarantulas on Lisa. And then she's got to take her jacket off and then she's going to stomp on the spiders, right? Okay. <sighs> they had fake tarantulas, like, pinned on. Oh, no. And then, when I throw the jacket, they have real tarantulas on the thing. And then, and then they said, now, when you stomp, make sure you don't stomp on the live ones, the real ones. I'm like... Exactly. Like so dumb. Put little red paint on them or something so I know which is which. Anyway, that was really scary. And I've d I don't not particularly fond of spiders, so that was scary. And I was also very scared that I was gonna kill one of the pet guys, you know, the handlers animal handlers. Favorite tarantula, I don't know, Freddy, whatever his name was. Both you and Heather are really brave though. You guys are brave. You have brave energy. I mean I get scared. Just, I mean, I don't get scared. I get more panicked. Like, mm. like I just, uh, <coughs> in some of the smaller spaces or, you know, heights, I mean, you can get scared. But I know that the scene that, it didn't really scare me. It just really made me, I really hated it. Um, where when they wrap the tongues around my head in oh. Nightmare 7. <laughs> or Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I call it Nightmare 7, but it's really Nightmare 8. But Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and that... It was out, and they also had a giant boa constrictor on the set too, which I really do like snakes, but it was huge, and I don't know. That scene to me was really scary to yeah. shoot. <coughs> that that tongue <laughs> <laughs> was not a fan. Hello, um, I had a question for Heather. Yeah. Uh, it pertains to uh, just the ten of us. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Yay, but, um, I do. When you, in, in that show, you, you portrayed the daughter that wanted to be a nun, and mm -hmm. then there was the younger brother that was into horror films, and it seemed like every episode right. he had a, a Nightmare on Elm Street shirt. Oh, yeah. We was were very like observant. A, <laughs> yes. Was that like a, a parallel, or did they, you know, having you be that character and him well, all I into think, horror? I think that horror was becoming a thing at that time in the mid-'80s, you know, late-'80s, so the producers who wanted to be so hip and cool, they thought, let's put him in... Horror, you know, horror movie T-shirts, and three of us had worked on Nightmare on Elm Street, so it was Brooke, and actually Joanne Willette is in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, and then myself. So they just thought it was the funniest inside joke ever to have that <laughs> little brother love horror, and he loved. Then became a sight gag. He would make like a cut off hand, and he would bring it into the kitchen, and the mom would go, "Oh, you know, take that out of here, honey." You know, it was just a way to bring especially on sitcoms, those young kids, give them something to do because otherwise they're kind of, they don't have a lot of plot lines revolving around them. And so having them be the source of little sight gags was a really great idea for Matt. And now he's, like I, I told you already, he's a huge director and he does Game of Thrones and House. Wow. And he's, he's his, uh, name? his name is Matt Shackman. 
and he's he's incredibly he's everywhere he does um it's always sunny in Philadelphia and mm. he's just a really really successful director now in Hollywood mm. I wanted to just interject when you were talking about being cool on sitcoms to have, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Street t-shirts yeah. and stuff. Well, it was interesting. I did this interview with Justin Root, uh, darling guy, uh, with a bunch of the Nightmare Forks cast. And um, he, he said, did you know that you Nightmare on Elm Street was mentioned on Roseanne? It was mentioned on the Golden Girls, like it was part of the script. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was amazing I've how. I've seen the Golden Girls one, uh-huh. and uh, but I never saw the one on Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne, and there were some other ones. I, I'll give you Justin's number, and he'll, yeah. he'll he knows no, it all. <laughs> I mean, at that time, yeah, I'll, every show mentioned Freddie or mm-hmm. the Claw or something. It was you it know, was really pop culture. Yeah. Somebody was just asking me, um, it's kind of along the same lines, because apparently in a scene in Better Off Dead in the cafeteria where I'm sitting there talking, a guy walks by in a Freddy Krueger sweater. No way. Yeah. Uh. But, but we had just filmed Nightmare on Elm Street, and then I went so to film that. So it was just that. a coincidence. It, so it was just wow. a coincidence, because we just, it, it, we'd only wrapped the movie like yeah, a nobody month. Yeah, nobody Krueger knew. Nobody knew, but like, how weird is that? Like, well, mm-hmm. that, that sweater was not made for the film. That was an off-the-rack red and green yeah. sweater, so someone <laughs> Someone else bought one too. Someone bought it for Better yeah. Off Dead. I just think that, like, so I was like, oh, that's right. I'd never even, I never it even noticed it. could have been an extra, uh, his own clothing too. Because often been. an extra is asked to wear their yeah. own clothes. Mm. So he might have had that and thought, this will be the ugliest thing I could possibly <laughs> wear. <laughs> <laughs> and you totally noticed. It's like now, he was like so smart. Now everyone's like, oh my God, that's so cool. It's a Freddy Krueger sweater. Did you know? I'm like, no. <laughs> my phone case is a Freddy Krueger uh, sweater. Oh, that's, <laughs> so cool. that's so cute. I love that. Thank that's you. really cute. But it, I have an eight now, and it's, mm. it's a six cover, and I, so I have to find another Freddy something. I'll find one I'm of the sure vendors. I'm sure they exist. Lisa. I'm sure they do. Out there in the little. Uh, okay. I'm sure someone I'm, has a Freddy. I bet, so I bet be, one of the vendors. I'm going to be shopping one. tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so for all three of you, uh, was there any unscripted moments that made it into the final cuts of any of your movies? I'm thinking particularly like with Freddie. I assume he must have ad libbed some of his stuff. You know what? For my stuff, I mean, all that ooing and aahing and Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from my lovemaking. Um, <laughs> Wes was, you know, he wrote a pretty tight script and yeah. was, it, I, I mean, Freddie, I don't even think in the original, Robert impro- improvised that that much in no. the first one. I and think it, it was, was considered very bad form to yeah, bring to, in, to, to not put exactly what's in the script on yeah, camera. Yeah, it was just kind of. Nowadays, people are a lot looser with yeah. their um there used to be like the script supervisor. Yes. Oh my God. Remember? In those days, the script supervisor yeah. would literally say, "You said it instead of." Yeah. Right. You know, like they, yeah. they you now. Mm. I think people are a lot looser, but it, yeah, it was considered bad form. It was it was an insult to the writer. Yeah. Huge Which was insult, and it's, yeah, and in TV too. Oh, yeah. TV and, though, and you Wes had to be every. Yeah. yeah. So. And and it was great, but it felt like real organic as we were saying it. But that's his writing. But I, I did change one line um, because in, Ni- in Wes Craven's new nightmare, he had me say, um, you know, my mother, my mother has been committed to a mental institution. And, or I said, I have insanity in my family, and my mother um, has been committed to a mental hospital or something like that was the line that Wes wrote. <laughs> and I just refused to say it. I'm like, I have a mom. I'm playing Heather Langenkamp. I can't, <laughs> I can't go around saying my mom was committed to a mental hospital. Uh, I mean, I just felt it was uh, not okay mm-hmm. to 
indirectly make any assumptions about my life as Heather Langenkamp. So, um, hmm. if I hadn't had the, that character name, I would have said it. But because that character was named Heather, I just couldn't do it. So, on the I asked Wes to rewrite the line like. I gave him a month in advance. Because the minute I read the script, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to ever say that line. So I told him, I said, you know, I'm not going to say that, so I hope you write something else for me. And every day I'd wait for pages. Like, uh, every day I'd wait for the green page, you know, to come down. and never came. And the day of shooting, I was freaking out. I just was like, because it was really rude not to say what was on the page. And I just felt really strongly about it. But then I said, Wes, did you write something new? He's like, nope. <gasps> and I said, okay, fine. And then I said what I wanted to say, which was someone really close to me is in a mental hospital or something like that. Uh, I made that up. That is yeah. really that cool. I've never heard I, that story. That's interesting. Like that. We had, um, during Nightmare 4, a Writer's Guild strike. Oh. Which lasted for months. And, um, yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, we we wrote some uh, Andras and I, who played Rick, my brother. Oh, we went into our trailer, and, um, the scene where um, I'm watching the video. Um, my uh, Tuesday's character, Kristen, has died, and um, which is Rick's girlfriend in the movie, and. So we wrote that scene there, and then he comes in and like, Alice, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know, it makes me feel good to see her. We wrote all, we wrote that whole scene. Um, the line like, you know, I could feel the smoke. I could, I could feel the Are heat of the fire. <laughs> I had, do not have a writing credit. Damn, <laughs> you know. should. So yeah, so that scene we we wrote, and there's probably other scenes too with the other cast too. Anyway, here's my story. This question's for the three of you. Uh, what was your experience like working with Robert on set? Is he here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we can get down to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I mean, we used to hang out in the makeup room while you, well, you can tell this story. So I, well, no, he was I mean, actually, you probably knew him better than I did then because, I mean, I feel like I was like the workhorse and everyone else was having fun. Because Heather was uh. in every scene. And yeah. so I got to sit around more and, and chat and. But in the morning, like when oops, yeah, we would get we'd, ready. We'd get ready, and Robert obviously it took hours to do his makeup. But while that was happening, he would tell these fantastic stories. He's worked with everyone, and yeah. he's done every play, and mm -hmm. he just regaled us with the Shakespeare totally and stories and all these people. And so I have to say, that's like my and Honest, still yeah. I still love hearing his stories. Mm -hmm. Like no, I love when I just I love he's his a raconteur. I mean, he mm -hmm. he just gets so much out of telling people about his experiences and I liked knowing you know uh, he had a really interesting life off the set he had a really interesting girlfriend and they were always like oh we're going to this new band they're called the Red Hot Chili Peppers and, <laughs> and then they'd be like oh we're going to go over to this club and we're going to see this other band you know yeah. they were always so connected to Hollywood and yeah. what was going on and art, I'm like how art do you openings have free and time yeah. to go like he's that, such so. an enthusiast yeah. for yeah. art and food, food and food. Wine and just fine things. And oh my god! And he could his avocation could be as a travel agent. He, could, <laughs> he can set up a trip. Like he's just he's a world traveler. About life and he sure is. I I remember he would yeah. You know, of course, on set he was great. 
I mean, he just was lovely. And uh, but again, the makeup trailer is where you're just, you know, he's being turned into Freddy Krueger, and we're talking about interior design and what grout color should go into his bathroom <laughs> that he was remodeling. You know, so That's thing. it's very surreal. You know, that when we did Nightmare, though, he had his own room. Remember, off to the side of our makeup room. So Johnny and I and and Amanda, we would have this bank of um, like mirrored counter space in this one room that was actually the official makeup room and this was in Desi Lu Studios so it had been where Lucille Ball had like yeah. pretty awesome. had done her show and so I just loved that we had their dressing yeah, rooms so and all this cool. but Robert's makeup room was <coughs> not in that same place it was like a little cubicle kind of off to the side so I think I probably went in there three or four times I mean I never bothered them and I didn't want to um, always get in the way and because um, it wasn't a lot of space. You couldn't, like, really yeah. hang out in there. And there were, you know, um, Miller and then maybe two assistants. So it was really crowded in there, as I remember. That's true. That's true. But I remember after the night was over and he had just taken off the makeup and his face was always really greasy because they put, um, <laughs> like, a healing cream on you at night because it was so hard on his skin, all that glue. And so he would come out with like this really red, shiny face. Aww. And, <laughs> and he'd go home. And I always felt, I felt so sorry um, for him. It was like, oh, oh that, so yeah, no, uh, Actually, um, I want to ask you guys a question. Okay, so when he's in his full makeup, gear and stuff, and he's kind of glistening, right? Yeah, you yeah, know, get, Guess what they used to make that look <laughs> like that? First it, Anyone raise know? Your hand. KY Jelly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's when I was describing the new nightmare scene with the tongues. Like, the one thing that just, like, I keep hearing in my head when I have my nightmare about that scene is more KY. More KY. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a horrible day. Oh. <laughs> and then all the jokes that that engendered, mm. too. It's like, uh, Again, you're just like subjected to these like teenage <laughs> boys. Like. Oh man, between KY Jelly and your your blood splattered bra, I just don't know what to say. Uh, we're gonna need to wrap no this secrets. up pretty soon. So one more question from the audience. Um, I was just curious if going to all these conventions, if there were any celebrities that you guys yourselves were really excited to meet that you guys are fans of. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. But no, no. You go first. You go. No, you go first. I, I'm, I, um, uh, the actor from Clockwork Orange. Um, oh, Roddy McDowell. Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah, McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. That was just that like, was that was big, man. And he yeah. was like, like right there. And I just yeah. kept looking at him because I love that movie. And I mean, he's so creepy. And then. Um, uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, nice. that's cool. It was so sweet, and I had this really fun picture. I was totally geeked out, like, yeah, I can take a picture with you, and you know, and he did. He was really sweet. Um, and then, well, Heather Langenkamp, of course, you know. Aww. No, no, okay. <laughs> no we're, we're totally buddies. Um, I'm sure more will come to mind. What about Linda Hamilton? Shut up. I've not gotten to meet her. No. no. no Mandy, okay, tell Mandy, tell your Linda Hamilton. All right. I'm too embarrassed. Hi. Hey, I love Linda Hamilton, mm. and I was just such a fan of the Terminator movies. And we met her at a convention. I started crying. Oh. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed and excited. I know that was. I really would totally. I felt so bad. I was just like, oh my god. 
good. Yeah, Thank you yeah, together. Yeah. I couldn't even say anything to her. She just like was okay. <laughs> no, we got we've got we get to meet some amazing so. actors. So we also Lance Hendrickson. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, but now he's like Uncle Lance, <laughs> you know, because we hang out so much because we have the same really booking agent. But first yeah. time meeting him, I was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, really oh, so oh my god! And then I have to say, I got to sit next to Amanda Plummer. For a show, and that's that cool. was so interesting. So cool. It was really cool. I, I really her. admire her. She's my acting mm-hmm. idol. Mm-hmm. Love so. Lonely. But you have to. Did you, you know. see her, their movie mm-hmm. last summer? That one, Quiet. Where they have to be quiet. Quiet. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. what was it called again? The Quiet, the quiet, the quiet place. place. Yeah, the Quiet Place. Oh, that wasn't a good <gasps> Oh, no. Was it? No. oh, sorry. I was like, that Emily was Blunt. Why did I think Amanda Plummer? All right, I just need to shut my mouth. I would love to meet Amanda Blunt, too. So, I mean, my, br- my brain Emily has become Blunt. scrambled okay. eggs. We've oh. all lost our mind. <laughs> uh, do, do ladies have any projects coming up that you'd like to plug before we wrap this up? Mandy has a good project. Um, I have a movie coming out in September called The Orchard that um, is a it's scary thriller with um, Sean Patrick Flannery, Henry Thomas, um, Thomas Jane, Jay Moore, and me. And then um, I just finished a Western called Badland that comes out in the fall as well. That um, it's It's got a great cast. It's really good. It's... Um, it's an homage to all the great westerns, and um, I think everyone's gonna love it. it it's like one of the most fun roles I've had in, in a long time, and so I'm excited about those two projects. Well, I have, hmm, I don't have any real acting projects, but I did just start directing a short film that actually Amanda <gasps> did me a solid by being one of it's my actresses so in it. It's so good. But I don't know what genre it is. I, I wanted to call it horror, actually, but I really it's am trying to get into more. Um, behind the camera work and I'm um, moving forward on doing Heather's a, an amazing writer and director she is yes, like, so it's, it's, this is all going to go somewhere in this short <laughs> I hope everyone gets to see it it's so beautiful it's, it's so it's, beautiful it's a tender hearted thing but so that's what I'd like to do next year is uh, put my attention towards doing that and you know I've I had a job that I thought I was going to be doing Monday, but I don't think it turned out. So no. yeah. But but we'll see. I mean, more things are coming along, so I I'm hoping, knock on wood, that something good happens in the summer. Yeah, cool. it will. I kind of I you know I got married, I had children, I kind of left acting for quite a while, but I did do a film uh, called Bloody Man last uh, summer in Kentucky, and Tuesday night you played Kristen in uh-huh. number four. She's in it too. We don't have any scenes together, but we are in the same movie and then in August I'm going to be working with uh, Barbara Crampton for a couple days on a short film and then Debbie Rashawn gave me a call Uh, we did a movie in Dallas which is actually going to be screening doing opening in Dallas um, in July but anyway so Debbie just texted me out of the blue and she's like I just did this movie with these really cool guys and that you know I cast you I'm casting you as one of the witches and I'm like okay cool so that'll be in the spring and we're that's going to film in either North Carolina or South Carolina so uh, so a couple I get to be a witch I know and I'm it's like witch like like witches of Eastwood kind of thing yeah you'll be like a hot kind of thing but think of Michelle Pfeiffer like witches of Eastwood yeah yeah so I'm really excited I want to remind everyone that um in my other job at AFX Studio, we just worked on a show called Ratchet with um, Sarah Paulson that is so good, yeah. and it's about it's Nurse Ratchet, this, and she's oh nice um, yeah. It, it takes that name and it really like kind of goes wild with this concept of this bad nurse who works in a mental hospital. 
So we've been making lots of gore, lots of really cool gore and uh, mental hospital gore. <laughs> um, That's a that. new thing. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that should be on the air pretty soon. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be That's good. neat. Well, it was a thrill to get the three of you in the same place at the same time. It was fun to Thank be you here so together. much for coming today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. It's so much better without Robert. It just, it's so much nicer. <laughs> 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 Nobody just very cute, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> that was so perfect. It's like now we can get the real scoop. <laughs> but it is just definitely a different vibe. Wait, you're going straight to your photo. Right now. I need to see her. Yeah. What is the three of us?